Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Acts chapter 11 The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went to the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then even the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jewish. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. 
At first glance, the circumcised believers seem mean-spirited in their criticism of Peter. Hadn't they heard the Great Commission? Why wouldn't they just let God be God? But their caution and the way Peter reacted to it led to much greater health for the church. It's a great example for us as we live in these days of Holy Spirit governance. One of the blights on the charismatic Pentecostal church has been the closing down of genuine questions about what the Spirit is doing. Our churches have often been too slow in calling anointed leaders to account or asking for explanation of unexpected actions. This chapter and the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15 demonstrate a better way. There is no doubt in anyone's mind that the Holy Spirit is the boss. And there is no doubt that Holy Spirit will speak to specific people about specific things at specific times. There is freedom to minister in the power of the Spirit, to take initiative and make bold prophetic declarations like Agabus did. But there is also an embodied humility humming all across the beehives of these early churches. Every member expected to give time and explanation to collaboratively discern what the Spirit is doing. The people criticise Peter, but then embark upon collaborative discernment with him. And Peter willingly walks that journey. In great detail, Peter lays open his work before them for their consideration. For the body together to determine what the governor is saying. So what do we take from this? Well, firstly, we should rampantly pursue the leading of Holy Spirit. We must make space for him to be the governor. But then we must also rampantly pursue collaborative discernment. So avoid a church or ministry where people never take risks under the spirit and avoid a church where the leaders don't lay open their decisions for your consideration. And avoid being one of those people who forms an opinion and is unwilling to change it. And avoid being one of those people who takes offence when someone questions them. Avoid those things. And most likely, you will see the Lord's hand doing many great things among you. Here is a question for reflection. When you make decisions, how do you do spirit-filled collaborative discernment? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.